Hi everybody, this is Pat here from the Smashing Skull Sessions and welcome to another episode of The Review Room. And this month I'm joined by Tim, as always. Cheers, Tim. Cheers for coming on, man. And Rich Beauty's made a comeback. Rich, thanks for coming back to us. You're very welcome. Sorry yeah. about missing the last one. No hassle at all. Obviously, we are missing another man this time. Rich Murphy's off on holiday, so we wish Richie well and uh, we'll see him back next month. Right, guys, six more tracks to delve into, talk shit about. Are you looking forward to it? Let's do it. Always, always, <laughs> yes. We've got an interesting start, I believe. We have. Do you know what? There are six interesting tracks. Again, lads, it's, it's brilliant how this, this show throws up some really diverse stuff. It's great. Right, we go with number one, everybody. This is Belgium's Brickville. Uh, this is from their upcoming album, Four, which has been released on November 3rd. The track is called Act 17, if I'm not mistaken. My Roman numerals are correct. Have a listen and see what you think and we'll have a chat about it. So there you have it, guys. Track number one, that is Brickville, Act 17, from their upcoming album, Four, which has been released on November 3rd, through the mighty Pelagic Records. Right. Rich Bewley, kick us off on this one. Well, first of all, I want to say, where on earth is Act 16? Because <laughs> their, uh, their last album finished with Act 15. So there was I all set to enjoy the next instalment. And then the pranksters go and release 17 first. I mean, what's going on there? So... Um, <laughs> It's to get spent... the likes of us talking, isn't it? That's <laughs> well, I thought it was a nice, obtuse way to start proceedings this evening, seems I haven't yeah. been around for the last one. I haven't spent a lot of time with Brickville um, at all, even though I've seen them live twice um, at Dunk with you, Pat, in mm -hmm. 2017. Mm -hmm. I think it was the first well, one that yeah. we both attended together at Dunk. Um, and then more recently, actually, um, at Arc Tangent in August, um, it always sounds like the only live music events I ever go to a dunk festival and art <laughs> tangent, but um, it's perfectly true, actually, um, with a young family, it seems to be. But um, what between the two, sort of 2017 and 2023, I've noticed that there's a discernible difference between their sound then and their sound now. 
the sound then for me was heavier, uh, less experimental, less industrial perhaps, and they seem to be heading in that kind of direction, which mm. for me seems like a natural way to go. A lot of their tracks previously were long, um, quite droney in, in passages, yeah. um, and there seems to be, I mean, I've only heard this track so far of what I assume is going to be the album that finally reveals Act 16 at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think based on their stage presence, because they've got cloaks and masks and they look really doomy mm-hmm. and quite threatening, I'm expecting my face to be melted. And the twice, the two times I've seen them, that hasn't quite happened for me. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed them. They're interesting because of their stage presence and sonically... I want them to go to a place that they don't go. Uh, and I don't know if that's deliberate, but I find yeah. that a little bit frustrating when I'm expecting them to go full on, really, really heavy, um, doomy. Um, mm. So, yeah, they're obviously reasonably successful um, and they've got a decent following and they're certainly entertaining live. I was saying to you earlier, saw them at Art Tangent there on 40 minutes and it flew by. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not always the case when you're at a festival. So, yeah, it's um, they lose me a bit on record, but live they're always they're always a, a, a good proposition. Yeah, I remember the 2017 show, Rich, and the heat. Do you remember the heat in oh, the tent? Unbelievable! Year? It was ridiculous, Tim. The heat, like how these lads got up on stage in those cloaks and those awesome. masks. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. But it again, that was my first course. time hearing them, and uh, <clears throat> I found them interesting, and I followed them since. And I, I, I'm always, I buy their albums, I buy the vinyl. Oh, where to go with this one? I'm not sure because, like you, Rich, I want to, I wanted to explode, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It gets to this sort of dark, eerie, haunting mood, and you just wanted to bring it up another notch, but it just doesn't do it. And again, if you've got an eight or nine minute track, that can labour a bit at times. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but like you said as well, I think their sound has progressed since that time, twenty seventeen. They've definitely fine tuned their style. Yeah, I wonder in time will they drop the masks and will they drop the cloaks? Is that the next part of their progression? I wonder. You know, was that just a thing back in twenty seventeen when they were more doom orientated? So interesting that to see what happens there. I love the vocals though in this track. If you want to call them vocals, they're sort of haunting melodies and whispers and haunting sounds but i loved it yeah simple enough in structure drony in places i mentioned that as well uh, rich there's a hypnotic feel to it that sort of keeps you there definitely a live band for me as well over a record yeah yeah so look a good track i enjoy it nothing too special i'd be interested to hear the rest of the album tim what you think i would not be surprised if this was a uh... One of the perhaps a mellow, more mellow song on on the new album, uh, and then the the, the other songs are more uh, heavier. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised uh, at first also, so I needed three times to to listen to it to get it into the uh, more um, I get more feeling uh, uh, from it. Mm. Um, but I I really like the vocals also, and uh, as far as I know it. Is it the really first time they have yeah. such, uh, vocals on, on on the song? So mm. that was surprisingly new. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, I'm still uh, very curious to the the, the entire uh, new album. 
and how this song fits in the in the in the structure of the mm-hmm. I think four, five, six songs. Yeah, yeah. Around that. We're all thinking the same here. There is something there. Yeah. We just haven't heard it in this track, I don't think. It's it it isn't it may not have been the best track yet. We'll see. Was it the best track to release as uh pre-release? I don't know. Well, they should have released Act 16. I mean, this is uh <laughs> this is blatantly Rich, obvious. Rich, you're gonna to have to let that one go. Messing with my head. I'm sorry. Or, or else maybe just grab a cloak and a mask and join them on stage someday and say, That's, we're doing 16. <laughs> yeah. And it goes a little bit something like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got the I've got the gravel voice for it. We've we've spoken about this before, haven't we? <laughs> we have indeed. Right, so there it is, everybody. That's the first track. Mm. That is Brickville Act 17 from the album four, which will be released on November the 3rd. So look, yeah, we are all looking forward to hearing more from Brickville. There's no doubt about that. Um, they are one of Belgium's finest exports in this post scene and this doom scene, I think. So credit where is true. We'll, um, that was judgment based on one track. We'll see how the album sounds. Right. Track number two, lads, we're going to go with a band called Modern Technology. They hail from London. This is coming from the album Conditions of Worth which was released on the 13th of October. And uh, this came in to me from Chris French, who's from Frenchy PR Trail. He dropped this my way. So thanks, Chris, for that. And let's have a listen to the track, class, and we'll have a chat. guys so there you have it that is our second track of the evening that's modern technology the track is dead air and it's from the album conditions of work which was released on the 13th of october this is going to go to you tim first let's see what your thoughts are yeah it was funny this time uh for the review room uh when i was picking my song mm-hmm. to the um more, uh, I think three or four songs that are, are coming up tonight. I could have picked also. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? Like Brickville was one of them. The, yeah. Okay. Uh, and and uh, Dead Air or uh, uh, another song from Modern uh, Technology. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a release already. Um, I, I find it uh, quite interesting. Uh, I wasn't familiar with them yet. So mm. uh, I listened to it and. Um, so I was I was glad so that this list was all already uh, picked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. Um, I like the filthy sound of the bass yeah. and the low tuned riffs. 
they are uh, a two man band, so uh, drums and uh, a guitar with a low tuned uh, uh, mm. tune. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I love it. So I, it's it's great. It's 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 different. It's a bit noisy, uh, sludgy. How you call yeah. it? Post hardcore, they call it. Uh, yeah, I. You can give it a lot of names, but um, yeah, and and the, the vocals are quite different, and I I think it really fits the the music, so that is the sound. Mm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Tim. I love that dirty, noisy, gritty sound mm. without those guitars. It's really gets under your skin doesn't it and again that slow tempo i was listening to it today right and if you speed up the tempo and the intro apollo 44 stopped the rock that track <laughs> there is a really? very very similar riff to that yeah it's worth checking out as if you have a listen but again it's a short sharp impactful track as three minutes 46 seconds as you said, Tim, that fuzzy bass work, like I, I, I just think that's the selling point on top of the vocals, which for me are the highlight of this track. Yeah. That rasp he has in his vocal. And we talk about vocals so much there in the last few episodes. This guy is, is different to everything we've heard, I think, anyway. Um, I really mm-hmm. liked it. And again, as, as a duo, I mean, that's fucking impressive stuff, isn't it? To be able to create that sound with two. Two, yeah. You know, I know those pedal boards fucking up the walls maybe like but still to be able to generate that sound is a is a great thing so yeah i love the track that here rich what did you what you make with yourself yeah i mean similar comments first mm. thing is yeah for a two-piece to make that much filth and noise um mm. is quite impressive um it really shouldn't be possible should it but no, as you say he- heavily influenced by pedal boards which i'm always in favor of why not use as many as possible um yeah, for me, uh, name check a few bands, Black Flag, um, Converge possibly a little bit, you know, that hardcore edge to them, but then also UK influences. I would say people like Part Chimp, if you're familiar with them, mm. definitely the sort of low tune. Is it a guitar or is it a bass? I, don't I think it's know. a bass. No, it's a bass. It's a bass. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, I call it a bass line. Um, but, you know, they certainly know how to make the most out of a really sludgy, mm. low-tuned, low-key bass um, and, you know, some decent percussion. Like you, Pat, I like I like the vocals. As you know, I'm not big on shouted vocals or screamed mm. vocals, but I think it works with the aggression in the music. I think it just fits. Um, if he was singing, it just wouldn't work. And also, if he was growling, it wouldn't work. It's just a dirty, no. shouty track. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, they're probably not going to be laugh-a-minute gagmeisters on stage, let's face it, but maybe they are after a few beers. Um, Who knows? I'd like to, I'd like to find out. Um, would, so, you go, yeah. would you go see them, Rich, if they were playing? Definitely, definitely. London, like, yeah. yeah, I would if they were playing at a pub down in Bristol, um, yeah. even as a support band, I'd go and support them, definitely. Mm. Um, I, I think they're playing with, I can't remember the name of them, they're, they're supporting somebody at they the moment. They are uh, Torpor. Torpor. Yeah, yeah uh, on November tenth and November eleventh, Leeds and <clears throat> the Chameleon Arts Cafe on Friday. Or yeah, Friday the tenth. I know where that is. That's in and Wharf Chambers on November eleventh. Yeah, so mm. very interesting to hear how they come across live. Yeah, I think mm. um, if they can reproduce that sound in a live setting of the two mm. piece, then hats off. Mm. Mm. So yeah, happy days, all good, all round. Good stuff, yeah. Brilliant stuff. Right, lads, we're on to track number three already. And this one is from yourself, Rich. So you're going to do all the introductions. And oh, brilliant. Okay. Build 
this up to be the beast that it is going. Well, I've stitched myself up slightly because, first of all, I don't know how to pronounce this band. So um, uh, I was reading up, and uh, the, 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 the English word is heresy. So mm-hmm. on that basis, I think it's heritoire. Um, and I think Toir is the German for something else. I can't remember what it was, but I did right. read it. So following um, Brickville and um, modern technology, we have the sweet, melodious sound of an acoustic guitar to kick off this track, which we're not actually going to hear because obviously we're only playing a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But it's lots of open atmospheric swooshes. Um, it's from the album... Um, night sphere it's called mm-hmm. i realized actually they're from germany and i realized that i'd been showing rather alarming signs of being a brexiteer with all of my selections so far because <laughs> and I, it hadn't even occurred to me that the three or four selections i've made so far were all uk bands it was noticed rich it was noticed <laughs> yeah of all our of all our listeners and and watchers, been writing in saying he's a he's a racist. I've whatever. been holding back. I've been holding back the comments that stood loaded, loaded. <laughs> so uh, I've deliberately selected something outside of the UK because uh, I was revealing my political tendencies in too much detail. No, honestly, that's none of that is true. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is Germany's post Black Heroes heritage. The track's called. It's the first one up on the album. It's called Sanctum Night Sphere Part One, don't you know? Excellent. Let's have a listen. There you have it, guys. That is Rich's Choice Heritoire. The track is Sanctum Nightsphere Part 1. Great call, Rich, I have to say. Great call. Glad you like it. I really did, yeah. Again, whatever you call it, black <clears throat> metal, black is post-black, atmospheric, you name it, it has it all. It really does. I love that melancholic undercurrents that are through this whole track, even through the acoustic parts, through the blackened blast beats. Everything is very, very... I love that word, melancholic. Everything's very melancholic. The contrasting vocals, again, brilliant. I love it. I'm not the biggest fan of clean vocals, as we've spoken about before on on previous episodes. I 
but there's something about the tone that this guy has. It it's it's warmer than some other clean vocals, so I really enjoyed it. The grows love them and even does almost wailing screams there towards the end. It's brilliant. Blast beats. I can't get enough blast beats. I love when the song breaks into a blast beat and tirade. So yeah, hands down, lads. This is I would probably say the best track of the six that we will be covering tonight. This one okay. came out of left field. Great call, Rich. Tim, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. This was also a song that crossed my mind. To, to, uh, Tim, are you going to say this to every track? Uh, like I said, like three or four songs. <laughs> but I, I, um, I was doubting uh, about part two of this uh, this song, like the the, yeah. the collaboration with the Der Weg Einer Freiheit, <clears throat> also on on uh, on the album. Uh, I like that song also, but yet I like this song great, uh, perfectly. This. The, the the beginning gave me a, a bit of the emotional uh, anathema vibe. Yes. Mm, yeah. And uh, then there comes the, the more heavier part and then it returns <laughs> to the beginning part again. So uh-huh. yeah, I really love that. And I, I like the clean vocals also. And I'm really looking looking forward because I'm going to see them live uh, in two weeks now at some Hain uh, festival. Oh, nice. In, uh, here in, uh, in the Netherlands. So uh, now I've jealous. never seen them live. So uh, I'm looking forward. So you were a fan of them already, uh, Tim? Yeah, yeah, I uh, love this uh, this album, and uh, so uh, yeah, let's see how they uh, do it live. Jeez, we're not half massaging your ego here, Rich, are we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got a few other comments. I think for me, even though I selected it, uh-huh. and I'm I'm not going to be negative, but just to add a little bit of balance, it does for me veer a little bit dangerously towards kind of histrionic axe wielding or um do you think just, so uh, yeah, yeah uh, it's a little bit too metal in places for me so, uh-huh. but but it rescues itself almost every single time because it comes back to some atmospheric ambience or some acoustic guitar or some clean vocals and then it goes again and i love i love the blast beats mm-hmm. absolutely love the blast beats because they come in at the right time mm-hmm. um it's got a lot of alcest going on yeah. who, are, who are one of my favorite bands and I think it's got quite a bit of the. Are you familiar? Well, you'll you'll both be familiar with June DVNE, mm-hmm. Scottish band. Um, you know, my Brexit tendency is coming out again, obviously. Um, but they've got that kind of mysticism, whilst at the same time being really fucking heavy. Yeah. Um, and that combination for me works brilliantly, uh, and they they deliver it really well. Difference between clean and growl vocals again, works for me because that contrast, the ground vocals are more powerful as a result of having that counterbalance, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, top marks. Right, there's a lot going on in that track, lads, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> the, the song changes, progresses and drops and lifts maybe three or four yeah. different times. Yeah. You mentioned Anatomy, Tim, there, and that's one. <clears throat> and I think I came at what stage in the track but again, when it was it was an acoustic passage, and I thought Tiamat straight away came to mind. Some of their later stuff, maybe from uh, post post Wild Honey, maybe a deeper kind of slumber. That's that styling of guitaring, you know. So yeah, yeah. Well, top marks all round. Top marks, Richie for picking. Wow, it. fantastic! Yes. I've play. nailed it for a change. You've nailed it. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> not for a change. You're always good for a track. You're always good for a track. <laughs> okay, the next track, guys, we're going to do is track number four. This is Rich. Murphy's track, he's away, that's gallivanting at mm, the time Japan. of his own life, I'd say, in Absolutely. Japan. So 
Rich, have a fucking great one, man. I, I it's very you. rude of him not to join us, considering Japan, from what I heard, do have an internet connection. He <laughs> 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 can't have anything better. Do you know to something, do, Rich? It's probably Japan. better than the connection he has here at home. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is true. <laughs> but look, this is his track, guys. What he chose for us all to um, have a chat about is Mirkur. The track is Like Humans and it comes from the album Spine, which was released on the 20th of October. Yeah, let's go straight to the track. So there you have it, guys. That is Mirkur. The track is Like Humans. It's from the album Spine, which is being released on the October 20th. <laughs> being released, I was released. <laughs> you have to fuck me up there now, Richie. Anyway. <laughs> My pleasure. So because of that, we go straight to you. What you make of it? <laughs> well, I've found up until 2019 when Rich dragged me to, uh, yes, Arctangent Festival to, uh, <laughs> to see Mirkur. And by the way, fantastic pronunciation. I take my imaginary hat off to you um i found her their music her i think yeah largely impenetrable i just didn't get it and i saw them live and they were brilliant the band were brilliant she's got a really tight solid powerful band behind her and she had a real stage presence and i thought you know what rich was right for the first time ever and i was wrong um since then, I probably haven't, not because of a lack of wanting to, but just a lack of time, haven't returned to their music. So I don't know if this track mm. is in any way representative of any recent output. I don't even know because it has been any recent output in the last four years. Okay. Um, but Rich described it as different um, from previous material i'd agree with axe i have heard some of her earlier stuff um because i'm a pretentious twat sometimes i'd call it a departure more than different because it certainly is that it's a lot softer in tone okay it's almost not even folky it's poppy i think um <laughs> it's got quite a shoegazy lead guitar which i'm quite a fan of obviously because that's where i come from in terms of music um and yeah the chorus, and it's the first time and only time that this artist is probably ever going to get mentioned, unless we're talking about the Virgin Mary. The chorus made me think of Madonna. <laughs> okay. 
Honestly, you listen like to that prayer, chorus like and close like, your eyes. Yeah, like a prayer. Okay. Like a prayer. You know, now you say it, now you mention yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like was, a prayer is exactly the song that I was thinking of when Merka was singing that chorus. Yeah, Did yeah. that hit you straight away, Rich? Or was it something that, that, that you picked up on after a few listens out of curiosity? Um, I wanted it to do more sonically. Um, the the guitar's a little bit too in the background for me. Um, I think it needs to be heavier, not just because of my tastes. I just think it it just needs a bit more going on sonically in the background. But yeah. I like I like the vocals. I like her vocals generally. That's the one thing that attracted me to her music in the first place because I think vocally she's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's why Rich likes her as well. So yeah, it just. It just needs a bit more room. Having seen them live and you know being really, really impressed by them and how powerful they were, it just it just needs a bit more uh, oomph, depth yeah. to it for me. But you know, yeah. I like the song; it's passable as a song. Again, how it fits in with the rest of the album, as we always say, we'll just have to just have to wait and see. I'd hope that the recorded version is some, <clears throat> in some way muted compared to how you'll experience it live, because yeah. Yeah, what I've seen pictures and whatever on the Instagram pages and stuff, she seems to be a bit of a show woman on stage. You know, she is theatrical at times, which is is great. Like, and again, I have to agree, Rich. The guitars are so sunken mm. into the back. It, it's a it's a shame, and her, I don't know. It's because her voice is so soft on this. Maybe just this track, but her voice is so soft. Do they feel a need to pull them back a small bit? But if you brought them. More forward, right, and gave them a bit more heft. There's a there's an, a very distinctive type one negative style guitaring to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's there's a there's something in there. I just would if if they could just up it a small bit, give it a bit more bite. I would love it, but that's taking nothing away from the dark atmospherics around it. I love the sound. I get the folky style behind it. I I, I do like that. Um, yeah, that's. My notes there, that's exactly what I reckon. The blast beats in this one, I didn't expect. And they were let they let me down a little bit because, again, mm-hmm. the lack of oomph behind them, the lack of heft. Not big enough. Yeah. Not big Not enough. Big enough. Not big enough. Yeah. And it's a pity because it's a great track. It gets stuck in your head, that mm. chorus, whether you think of Mirkur or think of, what's her name? Sorry, uh, Amelia Broom is her name. Or you think of Madonna, either or. Um, it's, it's a hook. <laughs> it's an absolute hook. Tim? What do you think? Uh, first of all, uh, of course, a brilliant uh, voice. Uh, great, great singer. Mm. Uh, normally, when this is sung really in the, in the folky music, then, then it's not really my cup of coffee. Okay. Um, but in this song, with uh, the contrast of the a little bit of a haunting guitar in the beginning, and, and mm. I agree, it's really a place in the background. Also, the, the blast beat in the, the, the last part of the song is in the background. But it made me think that, that it's a bit on purpose. Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe it's just like... No, I mean, no, I, I get you know, where you're coming but, from, yeah. So uh, I, I thought that uh, they put it uh, in pur- on purpose more in the background so that her voice can... Mm really uh, be there uh, the e- e- emphasis is more on the on, on her vocals yeah but um so uh, and, and and listening from that point of view uh maybe when it's a, a conscious choice then um then i like 
then I like it. The contrast yeah. that the, their voice is the, the 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 main thing, and in the background there's something heavier and and, and haunting and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and that worked for me on this song. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it transcends into a live yeah. show. You know, I'd be curious yeah, to see I'll that. Yeah, so Rich, thanks for that track and enjoy your holiday. We'll see you next month. Right, moving swiftly along, lads. Uh, track number five. This was uh, my choice this month. This album was released a few months ago, but it's after getting the vinyl treatment, which is what got my ears fucking pointed straight up, you know? Vinyl, <laughs> where is it? This is a band called Winter Dust. The album is called Unisono. I suppose you classify it as post-hardcore, lads. We'll keep all the rest till after the track. See what you think. Lads, so there you have it. That is Italy's Winter Dust. That track, I should have said, was Castelli di Sabbia, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Apologies if it's shocking. I think it translates to Sandcastle as this is post-hardcore. Let's go with you, Tim, first. See what you think. Yeah, it's the only band to the, tonight uh, that I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, um, and I, I quite like it. Um, I really love the, the um, combination of the Post hardcore emo mm -hmm. vocals and, and and it's really intense, really em emotional laden uh, uh, field, field. Uh, and um, yeah, the, the music is a bit more melodic, mm. post rockish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the combination of that, uh, yeah, I really love. I love the the the, the beginning of the the song is really. Uh, I just said before, melancholic, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, full of me melancholy. So it, de uh, it definitely yeah. kicks off straight away. There's no yeah. build up here, so there's not. This is straight into the. Yeah, and uh, really draw uh, draw my attention uh, immediately. The, the the first guitar tone. I think okay, this is interesting, and yeah, yeah uh, I enjoyed the song. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. The, the intro. I said I know it's only maybe ten seconds. There's mm -hmm. guitar chords, but I just mentioned them as well because that is almost indie like. Yeah, that mm -hmm. in the intro, you know, but then the track completely and utterly changes. But you know, I've bought all these guys' other albums like uh, Autumn Years, Thresholds, uh, Sense by Erosion, all on vinyl. 
So I, I, I'm a fan of these guys. Like, but this album has definitely taken a step forward in progression. I, I'm delighted to see it. I think this is almost what they've worked towards this album. It is well polished. I love it. I reckon they're maturing well. And I think this they've really hit their sweet spot with this one. Singing in their mother tongue, singing in Italian for the first time actually as well, which I think gives it another another sharp edge. I like it. I like hearing other other accents and other vocals. Mm-hmm. Really, really catchy. Motive, as you mentioned, Tim. You know, with the way he sings, he really throws it out there, doesn't he? It's real heart on your sleeve. You know, he's he's giving it fucking is socks. It the, like, is it different uh, when he sings in English uh, on the? It, I, I think it doesn't sound as as powerful in mm-hmm. English. Maybe maybe he struggles with putting it to English and doesn't give mm. it the emotion that he can in his own. It's a good. It's an interesting point there. Interesting actually. point, yeah. Um, yeah. And we spoke there briefly, Rich. Take away the vocals. And it's a very uplifting track, although it's melancholic and a little bit, yeah, it is, I suppose, it's melancholic, but just pray for sound written all over it. You know, if you were to, if you were to sort of overlap post-rock with post-hardcore, I think that's, that's where these guys are. Quality mm-hmm. of musicianship, lads, is, is great. So look, I have nothing but good things to say about Winter Dust. And of course, it's been released by Voice of the Unheard, Record Records and A Thousand Arms. So big shout out to all three of those guys. Rich, what do you think? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm quite a fan of its brevity, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but you know because of the post rock stylings that it has. Obviously, a lot of post rock does tend to meander a bit, and you know yeah. it, it will take three or four minutes to, to to introduce itself, and then there'll be a payoff at the end. These guys dive straight in, mm-hmm. um, and it clocks in at three and a half minutes. Have a look at the album. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't listened to the album yet, but I certainly will now, mm-hmm. having heard this track. And the album itself is only thirty six minutes for seven tracks, so. Yeah. They, they get down to business. Um, and like you guys, I really like the vocals. I like the pain and the frustration and mm-hmm. the, the anger in his voice. Um, I read a little bit about, they've, I think they've had quite an interesting time of it, not in a good way over the last few years with COVID and, and obviously that hit Italy quite hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think there was a car accident or a van That's accident right, yeah. and stuff like that. So they've obviously been through the mill a bit. Um, and you can, I think, some of that's coming out in uh, in his his vocal delivery, mm. which mm. is no bad thing. You know, no. it's, it's meant to be, you know, a, a release for these guys, um, as it is for all of us in terms of the music that we're into, um, and that certainly comes across and makes it all the more appealing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, post hardcore, I'm not. There's no not a whole host of bands that I'm familiar with. But bands that I have come across that they're kind of fit in for me would be bands like Viva Belgrado, if you're familiar with those guys from no. Spain. Oh. They would be worth checking out if you like okay. these guys. Pat, this is not meant to be a, oh, if you listen like this, you listen to this kind of session. But it's just bands mm-hmm. that I've thought of. Full of Messiah as well from France. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that um, was one that came to my head as well. They're in that kind of area where it is mm-hmm. kind of post-rock. It's got that style, but... Yeah, it's it's the amalgamation of that of that hardcore vocal, which just really... that little bit of aggression when it's needed, isn't it? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think um, a lot of other post rock could probably benefit from a similar vocal because it would place it in a different environment mm. sonically than than you know the sort of a lot of the post rock that you would call is by the numbers without yeah. mentioning any names yeah. you know it, it it lacks the dynamic and maybe a vocal sometimes would take it to a different place and certainly with this you know they've got both they've got the dynamics of post-rock or good post-rock 
mm-hmm. but with that really good impassioned Presser. vocal as well. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Oh, good so guys. Yeah, you're happy with all that? Absolutely. Great track, great track. Winter Dust, thanks, lads. Thanks for allowing us to play your track on the show. The last track of the evening, guys, track number six. I'll leave it all in the capable hands of Tim. Yes. Um... I'm looking forward to this one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're saving the best to last, Tim. You, you, you have a lot of explaining to do with this one. I'm curious what you think about it, Rich. But, um, yeah, so after all the uh, uh, Brickville and... Uh, Modern technology and hair uh, um, uh, what I was doubting about choosing also, um, <laughs> there was this band uh, from Switzerland, and it's called Raw Call, um, and I'm following them since five years now, I think, since I saw them at Soul Crusher Festival, and um, yeah, I, th- I, I thought they deserve uh, some attention. <laughs> Excellent. Let's go straight to the track, Tim. So there you have it, guys. Track number six. That is Rorkel. That is no alleviation, even death from the album Silence. Uh, as Tim already mentioned, that's a hail from Switzerland. This was released on the 29th of September. We'll go straight to you, Rich Bewley. Well, first of all, I think uh, the absent Rich and Tim are trying to outdo each other uh, in terms of who can scare the living shit out of me the most with the music that they select for each episode. Um, Tim wins this round by a country mile, so well done, Tim. Um, I'm not sure Rich can ever respond, actually, unless he, uh, in the next round or two, um, delivers something from the very depths of hell, possibly, (laughs) because the first two minutes of this is a barrage of noise that I don't think I have heard in a very long time from anywhere. It is fucking outrageously heavy um and then when the riffs and percussion kick in it's actually a relief even though it's it's as heavy as what's gone before it's that first two minutes it's almost you know i'm almost admitting submission at that time because it's yeah it's just as black as fuck Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the riffs kick in, as I say, I started to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, they obviously really, really mean it. When I think I noted from their um, their website, their Bandcamp page, they, their description of themselves as reaching the deepest depths of darkness, searching a way to express the unnameable. Well, I think they've achieved it with this yes. track, personally. <laughs> I haven't listened to the rest of the album. I possibly won't, Tim. Sorry. And sorry, band. Um they're good at what they do, but it's mm. just too heavy for me. Yeah, yeah. I like my music heavy, as you know, Rich. But again, when Tim dropped this track to me, and he dropped it into the into our folder, you know, I, I, <clears> I played it. And you took the words that I was going to say. I said to Tim, Tim, that frightened the shit out of me. Because it did, like, <laughs> it did. And I love heavy music, and I love crushing music. But that was dark. That was dark. But again, I still... I still appreciate the intensity and the brutality behind it. You know, you definitely need a certain mindset and you be, need to be in a certain place to enjoy this. But if you're in that mood, this music does fucking nothing better than it. Like this mm. will, will sort your head out if you're in a bad place and you need something to, I don't know. If you want to, yeah, if you don't want to be arrested for GBH, put this album on like, and this will do the trick. Uh, big chunky bass. I love the bass in this track. It just pummels and pounds the floor like it's huge. Like the bass is huge. Yeah. So it might be a bit too brutal for some people to to embrace. We'll say like, but again, if if you're into extreme music, this is that level of extremity where if you need it, fuck it, go no further than Oracle. Like this, I had to listen to the album, and you know it doesn't it doesn't let up. It, it's relentless, like in its approach. There's no ambient numbers for me to enjoy, no? No, but you know something? This was the more ambient. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, yeah, I knew yeah. you were going to say that. <laughs> I think Tim was looking after you with this track. But yeah, look, I think it's a great track. Heavy as fuck, brutal as fuck, intense as they come. And yeah, Tim, good shout. Lead, lead away with the final words on it. Yeah, of course, it's all a matter of taste, right? And it's exactly, uh, and and I totally agree uh, everything you said about and uh, and and I like it uh, the way uh, you you, uh, you describe it. And uh, like I said, this is the most uh, the longest song on the album and the more uh, the the slowest one. All the other songs are really fast in your seatbelt uh, pace. Mm. And it's really, uh, I, I, I call it structured chaos. It's dissonant. It's, 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 it's dark. It's, it's nihilistic. Uh, it's yeah, and of course, it's, it summons a, 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 an atmosphere that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep keep all the razors away, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I can't listen this uh, uh, every day. Uh, no, be in the mood. That's uh, exactly like you said. Pat. I don't so, think anybody could, Tim. Jesus. No, Christ. no, no. Yeah, you have some no. freaks. <laughs> yeah, there must be out there probably. Yeah, but, but but even even uh, then, um, um, these are su such great musicians that they can uh, uh, pull off this atmosphere and this tight, really tight playing, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and I love the production on it. It's, it's massive. Uh, like I said in the introduction, um, when I was five years ago with a friend uh, at Soul Crusher Festival, uh, we had 12 hours of pure mayhem, 
black metal, doom, post metal, all the heaviest shit. And then at 1 a.m. in the in the in the at night, there was this band from Switzerland, and they light up some candles and and they blasted for 45 minutes and we were awake again <laughs> so, <laughs> what's happening here so since then i was like oh man this is this is ooh, this is heavy <laughs> yeah yeah and how did they sound live tim or oh, tight as tight as a machine mm. yeah fuck yeah it. this was great so that that therefore it's not for everybody and that's mm. uh, that's perfectly fine you know mm. um uh, yeah but what they do and they do uh, and and I really love that it's a mix of post hardcore, black metal, post metal. It's all all in there, uh, uh, and mm. they have a unique unique mix. Mm. Um, yeah, that uh, yeah uh, yeah. I love Good it. Track Tim, interesting track, great track. So there you have it, guys. That is track number six. Again, something different every time. That that is Rorkel. No alleviation, even death from the album Silence, hailing from Geneva in Switzerland. So guys. Like all six, hit their band camp pages, guys, and support the artists. Just throw a couple of euros their way if you can't afford the vinyl or you can't afford the merch. Um, so it's great to support these bands. And that's why we're doing this, lads, isn't it? At the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Right. So I suppose the question I'm going to be asking at the end of every show, favorite track of the night? Oof. Rich? Um, I am a fan of the Merca track. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it want to hear the rest of the album i think it's out we're recording this um just before it comes out so i'm looking forward to hear that um but for me it's the track that i brought from heritoire um thoroughly recommend the album um i picked this one because i think it's probably most representative of the mm-hmm. record but certainly if you like what you've heard on on tonight's um, yeah. episode then then check those guys out and i'm very jealous tim's going to see them live in a couple of weeks so mm-hmm. um yeah enjoy that but yeah that was the one for me. Excellent. Tim, have you a favourite from this evening? Yeah, uh, the Heritor uh, song and, and Rock Roll. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> cool, yeah. You have to no, mention the song you bring, yeah, you yeah, bring to the table, yeah. <laughs> so if that's the case, Winter Dust, lads, no, but on a serious note, Winter Dust <laughs> is a close second to Heritor as well. I think that was that was a track of the night. I think we'd all agree. We have an outright winner, don't we? We have a winner mm. this week. I think so, lads. And I, I, I just have to worry now because I have set Rich Murphy a bit of a challenge for the next episode, haven't I? So uh, I shall yeah. look forward to uh, being pummeled to death <laughs> by whatever he brings <laughs> to the party next time. I say there will be earplugs as opposed to earphones the next time you open your <laughs> yeah. ears next next month. Absolutely. Right. So, guys, that's it. Thanks indeed, lads. Thanks, Rich. And thanks, Tim, for another episode. I really enjoyed that again. Great crack. Good fun. Thank you, Pat. Good evening. Cheers, guys. Thanks, everybody who tunes in and listens. Mir, thanks for your support. It's greatly appreciated, whether it's the Smashing Skull Sessions podcast or whether it's this show, the review room. You know, it's all about the bands at the end of the day. So thanks to Rich Dewey, who edits and produces it. And, of course, I should have mentioned at the start of the show, but thanks to Rising Sun's Brewery, who sponsor both the review room and the Smashing Skull Sessions. So see you all next month, guys. Take care. Enjoy the music. Cheers. Cheers.